Ah, summer. The best time of the year usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. But what if there was another way? With IKEA, your summer plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. At IKEA, everyone can have lounge chair access. No reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, they have all of the essentials that you need to soak up summer in style no matter the size of your space. Start planning a better summer with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Hi, listener. I'm Carol Fisher, the host of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister. I'm so excited for you to hear the brand new season where we're uncovering a 35-year-old mystery. But for those of you who didn't hear season one or just want to listen to it again, you can now get access to all episodes of that first season of The Girlfriends 100% ad-free through the iHeart True Crime Plus subscription, which is available exclusively on Apple Podcasts. You'll also get access to every single episode of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister, ad-free and one week early, only available to iHeart True Crime Plus subscribers. So what are you waiting for? Head to Apple Podcasts, search for iHeart True Crime Plus, and subscribe today. I am all in. I am all in with Scott Patterson, an iHeartRadio podcast. Hey, everybody, Scott Patterson, I am all in podcast iHeartRadio 111 Productions, a one on one interview with Aaron Berman, who's a former. Uh, editor and uh, writer for USA Today. He's a freelance writer and editor with background covering technology, publishing, and entertainment. Uh, Gilmore Girls Companion released July 2015. Since we first peeked into Stars Hollow, Connecticut, October 5th, 2000, Gilmore Girls has delighted people worldwide. Uh, the Gilmore Girls Companion takes you behind the scenes of the classic television series uh, from First Glimmer with the idea of making the series finale based on more than 40 interviews with cast and crew. Aaron, welcome to the show. Tell us a little bit about your book, what inspired it, and uh, what do you find most intriguing about the show? Thank you so much for having me, Scott. Um, that book was a labor of love from the very beginning. Um, 
basically, like most Gilmore fans, I fell in love with Stars Hollow and everybody uh, in it. And I, at the time, I was actually working on a making of book about uh, the 70s sitcom Soap. And this was, this was like 30 years after the fact. And I was talking to people who um, could barely remember a lot of what happened d- during the making of that series. And there was also a lot had passed away um, by the time I, I was doing that book. And the first thing that struck me was I had waited a few years to see a, a book on Gilmore Girls come out and nothing had come out. And I was like, you know what? I really don't want this to happen to Gilmore Girls. It's such a special show. And what inevitably happens is, you know, memories get fuzzy and people forget how things were put together. And especially the the way uh, Gilmore seemed to have been brought together, the, the, the writing and um, just, you know, the, the, everything that, that came together, I didn't want that story to be lost. And so mm-hmm. um, I went to my publisher and, and pitched it and said, nobody's done a book about this let me just start making some phone calls. Right. So what, um, what first brought you to the show? When did you discover the show? My memories are hazy, but I think I saw <laughs> it. <from> the- <laughs> Speaking of hazy memories. <laughs> yeah. 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 There's going to be a lot of, uh, gee, I don't remember. I'm afraid. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. it was, it was a long time ago. My memory isn't what it should be, but I think I saw it from the pilot and I think it was, it was just the promo for it. That, that iconic shot, of uh stars hollow with the church and 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 everything else it's it instantly puts you gives you a sense of home that i think a lot of people don't have but wish for there's a there's a word that i can't think of for um but the definition is a nostalgia for something that you never actually experienced yourself and i think Hmm. that that is the key to to that show um, I think we all want a place that we can call home and no, but very few people actually come from a place that feels that, that special. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of those places in the Northeastern United States, I came from a place like that. Yeah. I came from a place like Stars Hollow. Where'd you come from? I came from the suburbs of Washington, D.C., Nothing like that. Nothing like nothing. Stars nothing. Home. Nothing at all like that. And in fact, the mm-hmm. the funny thing is the the reality of it is every time you talk to somebody who says, "Oh yeah, I grew up in a small town," the first thing I did was get the heck out of there. <laughs> That's exactly what I did. <laughs> That's exactly what I did. Yeah. See, it's the fantasy with it without the other part. You right. know, everybody knows everybody's business in a fun, warm way. Right. In Gilmore Girls, in the real world, it's uh, why does she know my business? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, uh, you know, yeah, there are pros and cons of small towns, right? Um, when you're growing up and you're not having the best experience, or even if you are having a great experience growing up in a small town where everybody knows your business, uh, you know, there's a big wide world out there. You want to you want to dive into it, you know, if you have any kind of uh, curiosity. Um, and but I found out that most people from uh, the town that I grew up in ended up staying there. If they went away to college, they came back. They found a way back. I think that's Stars Hollow. And I, you're right. That's one of the main um, powers of this show. If not for all the jokes, <laughs> you'd still have a show. What kind of a show do you think it would be without the humor, without the jokes? Do you think it would be pretty barren? Would it be empty? What do you I, think? 
I think it's it's the idea of Stars Hollow that that draws you in, but it's the writing that keeps you there and yeah. coming back week after week. And right. it was it was particularly interesting to me uh, putting this book together. Um, right, actually, it was during and a little bit after putting the soap book together. Um, soap was was the showrunner was Susan Harris, who was a real tra- trailblazer in in the seventies. For you didn't have female uh showrunners in, the, in, the, in the, those days for the most part and she wrote half the series before she even took on a, a writing partner hmm. and going from talking to her and her experiences and then and then talking to people who who, who worked on gilmore and were very familiar with amy's amy's ways and and her writing process and then amy and dan there's there's just something about both of those those um, people had a love of language that comes through in in the, the scripts. I mean, Gilmore especially, you can you can spot certain references that you know people have spent the last twenty some years tracking down the references, and mm-hmm. and it makes you feel like you're part of a club when you do. Oh, without question. Um, you know, I don't know really anything about. Dan's background, but I know a little bit about Amy's background, and she had an interesting upbringing, didn't she? Uh, if if did you interview Amy for this? I, I there were there were people I reached out to that that I, I spoke with about forty people for this book. There were there were some people that, I, uh, for lack of a better phrase, I couldn't get past the gatekeepers. Which I mean, they're, they're there for a reason. You know, if if you're, all you're doing is fielding interviews, you have very little time to work. Right. Right. Um, right. She was. She and Dan were were two that I didn't get to speak with, but I spoke with enough enough people who had worked with her, and also just indeed her her background. She was the daughter of um, Don Sherman, who was this this famous Catskills comic who also um, acted and wrote for a number of of big big shows in the day, mm-hmm. and you can tell very early on. Actually, you can see, especially in The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, um, after Gilmore, uh, you can see basically Amy's life recreated in a, in a lot of those episodes. There, there is actually uh, an episode or two that takes place in the Catskills. And, and it's like you can see you can see the continuity between Gilmore and uh, that show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that was the show she was put on Earth to write, that one. You think you think it's Gilmore, but that was really her, right? Um, yeah yeah shout out to astropro for sponsoring this episode and providing free samples it's springtime and that means allergies mine have been throwing me off and i need something that works fast that's where astropro comes in it's the first of its kind nasal allergy spray and it is the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter spray you can get It starts working in 30 minutes while other allergy sprays take hours. Plus, it is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray. AstroPro delivers full prescription strength indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. So if you suffer from allergies like I do, get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with AstroPro. Go to astroproallergy.com for a discount so you can astropro and go today. Visit astroallergy.com. 
Use as directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you were to choose a character in Gilmore, that you thought represented Amy and Dan, who who would they be? Oh my, I I think that's always that's always a kind of a trick question because every writer will tell you that there's a little bit of them in every single character. I'd say if I gun to my head, probably Rory. Oh really? Yeah. Uh, First part of her life, and probably Lorelai afterward. Uh huh. Okay. So who who did you interview from the cast? Oh my! Um, uh, the, the late Ed Herman, uh, Kelly Bishop, uh, mm-hmm. Sean Gunn, Keiko, Keiko. Um, mm-hmm. Just quite, quite. A, just went down the line. Um, Michael Winters was, I think, was the first person I spoke with for the book. Right. right. He's yeah. He's fascinating. Uh, what was it like uh, interviewing Kelly Bishop? To talk to both her and um, Ed Herman, it's it's not even being in the presence of royalty, but just people who are so professional and have seen so much and have done so much. You, I I, I felt very humbled just being able to speak with them. But it's it's mm-hmm. I don't get starstruck very often, but um, I think Ed Herman especially he's he spoke so well and and was so warm that and knew so much 
that you feel like, okay, well, this is my one chance to to learn the secret of the universe. What question do I need to be asking? Uh-huh. And what did he reveal to you? That I, I think we bonded over, um, you know, speaking of iHeartRadio, Ed Herman hearted radio big time, especially old radio. And mm-hmm. I think we we bonded over that. He, his 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 favorite uh, was Bob and Ray mm-hmm. um, back in the days. But that love of radio is really a love of theater, and I think that's something that comes across really quite a bit in Gilmore Girls. There is a theatricality to it in in the love of language, which everything always comes back to the love of language with Gilmore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, just watch this episode. You know, you miss a lot because you're laughing too much. So I didn't have the time to rewind, but I think people stop it if they're rewatching it and rewind and to get what they didn't, you know, that, that passed them by. So this happened three or four times while I was watching this particular episode. Um, it's just so chock full of jokes uh, and great ones and great situations. Um, what... Uh, did Ed reveal uh, or Kelly reveal any behind the scenes drama? They give you any juicy tidbits? I wouldn't call them juicy tidbits. The one story I came away with from, from Ed really, really hit home for me was just the way that he kind of took uh, Alexis Bledel under his wing during this time. She was, she was so young and so inexperienced and so out of her element. She was, she'd, I think she had, um, was living in a LA apartment by on her own, you know, her away from Texas, where she was from, and just being thrown into not just a, a TV show for the first time, but you know, c- carrying a TV show as a co-star with with um, Lauren Graham, and that is a lot to put on a kid who I think she was like eighteen at the time, mm-hmm. and. The way he spoke of her, it, it was very much like a, you know, a grandfather or a father um, would would talk about somebody just saying, you know, I didn't want, I, I wanted to protect her from things I wanted to, but at the same time, I wanted her to appreciate um, what she was experiencing at the time, you know, walking in the footsteps of of these these great stars that came before. Mm-hmm. Ah, interesting. Yeah. So he gave her that perspective. Did, did he say that that changed her? experience in a positive way i don't i don't think he ever really knew if if it did but he felt mm-hmm. that it was it was kind of his role in all of this to do that and and i believe he said that the the producers had also asked him to just kind of keep an eye on her to just to make sure she's okay mm-hmm. and um and i i appreciate you asking me these things because i'm starting to remember um little little tidbits i think kelly bishop had said um she was amazed at Lauren Lauren Graham for the way she interacted with uh, Alexis physically, like a mother would a a daughter, and saying, "I just think it's wonderful how you touch her all the time, and you know, you really get this sense of affection." And Lauren said, "Most of the time, it was I was just gently trying to guide her to her mark because she was <laughs> she was she was stepping outside her mark and she was right. going to be blurry." So, right. so, but she they they came up with this kind of very this shorthand that was very mm-hmm. much um, utilitarian, but it was also getting across a very warm relationship between this mother and daughter. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, Kelly Bishop at one point says, you know, that there's a, a point in, in the show where she just brushes some hair away from Rory's face. And it's, it's something that pops up in the, the opener. Mm-hmm. 
And she says, I don't know if that was to do something just because she wanted to get the hair out of her face or if it was a loving, um, nurturing gesture, but this is this is how you would want your mother to be with you. Just right. constant reassurance. Yeah, she uh yeah, that first year was something. Um you know, she was at NYU in film school and uh she had no prior acting experience from what I can gather. Maybe she was in an acting class. She was living in New York, obviously, uh, and modeling on the side, right? And uh, went in for the audition, and I believe she was sick. She had the flu or something, or she was stuff, stuff, stuffy and sneezy and coldy and fluey. Um, so I think she appeared a bit dismissive towards Amy and just kind of wanted to get out of there. <laughs> they hired her for it because of it. <laughs> she flipped she was, the cycle. She flipped, and, and and she was great in the part, right? Yeah, I don't think there's anybody uh, so vulnerable, such a such a vulnerable soul, right there on on your screen, right? Um, no artifice, no tricks, no. I mean, you, what you see is what you get. Um, yeah, but and she got through that first year. And so imagine going from that to the isolation of being by yourself in a new situation and working that many hours every single Monday through Friday and not getting any rest and just this is all you do. So at 18, that must have been very heady stuff. Definitely. And it's one of, one of the things I was, I was going to to say about your your work in in Gilmore was I th I thought you were one of the few people that wasn't really a character in terms of I felt like your your performance was was so naturalistic that you know everybody had this kind of a little bit over the top character ex except for Luke and Luke you could see as just being a person that you would know and I I was always I was always flummoxed by that because I was like. You know, there. Yes, Luke can be grumpy, and Luke Luke has his secrets, and all the and you know maybe he isn't as sure as, of himself as as he may come across. But at the same time, you know he wasn't Kirk, he wasn't Taylor, he wasn't you know he didn't have this characteristic you could just pin down. And and I thought that was really cool that mm. you, you know you feel like you could go into this any town and you and Luke would actually be somebody that you you would meet. Mm. Interesting. Interesting. How how has the book uh, changed your life, or has it changed your life at all? I think it definitely definitely changed it at the time that I was writing it and that it first came out. And keep in mind, this was this was I was working on it in the early 2010s. Mm -hmm. So Facebook was a thing, but it was still kind of growing. It was still kind of stuck in in Farmville and Mafia Wars, and didn't quite know what it wanted to be yet. Um, and so during the writing of this whole book, I kept a blog and would just post what was going on with the, you know, I spoke with so-and-so today, or this, this occurred to me, you know, maybe this is something. And I heard from a lot of people and, and not just in the U S one of the, the, the most fascinating things to me is I heard from fans around the world regularly. I mean, they, they became friends mm -hmm. and I was like, how are you? how are you watching Gilmore girls in Croatia? How are you in, in, you know, I had, I had one um, person in Germany who they, they were broadcasting it 
in, in Germany in German, but it'd be late. And after a while, she got so hung up on the show that she didn't want to wait for the dubbed German version. So she she put together what English she could. She would somebody would upload the the show, and this is you know two thousand six, two thousand five. Mm-hmm. So it would upload the show to the internet. She would get up, set her alarm, get up at like two or three in the morning, download it, go back to sleep, and then watch it in the American version the next morning. Wow. You know, that's that's how dedicated she was. Yeah. And when you think about how American Gilmore Girls is, you know, how, the references are almost all, you know, American pop culture, mm-hmm. you know, obscure bits of American history. And, you know, I, I would go on to to the blog and people would be like, oh, this is this is kind of cool. So this 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 brings me to my next question. Why, Aaron, do you think this show is not only as popular as it's ever been, but it seems to be getting more and more popular as the years go by. Why? Why is that happening? I I think it's because the the world is getting tougher, rougher, a place that you don't really want to be, at least. And I I think it's becoming Stars Hollow is becoming this place that, you know, if we all just dropped our our, our differences for a minute maybe we could this is what we could have final question sure what do you hope fans take away from your book i i hope that they get past um just the actors and the, the stories themselves and, and actually get an appreciation for all everything that went into to creating this show there was a, there was a lot of behind the scenes drama just to, to get it going and to keep it going and a lot of people, yourself included, worked very hard to to do this day in, day out, eight day schedules for for seven years. Mm-hmm. And the creative process to me has always been so much more interesting than just kind of the the the, the soap opera aspect of what's going on on screen. As much as 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 satisfying as that is, because if you think about it, to get that many people to cooperate for any length of time to do anything is, is a momentous feat and to get mm-hmm. them to do it so consistently well for so long is, you know, hats off to them. Uh, Aaron, uh, thank you so much for coming on. The book is called uh, The Gilmore Girls Companion, uh, a very thoughtful triste on one of the iconic shows uh, produced in Hollywood in the last, well, forever, I guess. Huh? Uh, I it's, it's looking like. Anyway, thanks so much for your time. Thank you so much for having me. It was so a pleasure talking to you. Pleasure talking to you too. And and everybody, get out there and uh, and buy Aaron's book. Uh, I'm going to get it. Uh, look, looks like a fascinating read. I want to see what all these people have to say. Um, anyway, thanks for your time, Aaron, and good Great. luck with everything. Okay. Hey, you too. Thank you so much. All right. Take care. Bye. All right. Bye bye. Forget follow us on Instagram at I am all in podcast and email us at Gilmore at iHeartRadio.com.
Last summer, the best time of the year usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. But what if there was another way? With IKEA, your summer plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. At IKEA, everyone can have lounge chair access. No reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, they have all of the essentials that you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Start planning a better summer with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. Hi, listener. I'm Carol Fisher, the host of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister. I'm so excited for you to hear the brand new season where we're uncovering a 35-year-old mystery. But for those of you who didn't hear season one or just want to listen to it again, you can now get access to all episodes of that first season of The Girlfriends 100% ad-free through the iHeart True Crime Plus subscription, which is available exclusively on Apple Podcasts. You'll also get access to every single episode of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister, ad-free and one week early, only available to iHeart True Crime Plus subscribers. So what are you waiting for? Head to Apple Podcasts, search for iHeart True Crime Plus, and subscribe today. writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.